What up? Week 12 Thanksgiving edition of the First and Six podcast to all who have supported the show so far this year. Greatly appreciate it. And if you haven't yet, sign up at Underdog Fantasy using promo code BGP to support the Better Golf Podcast. If you haven't checked that out, definitely give it a run. We'll uh, we'll pick that back up here soon for the Tournament of Champions as we get Onward with the football season, but yes, 100% deposit match up to $100 over there. But yes, we will do a quick, quick three-game rundown for the Thanksgiving slate on DFS, mainly for DraftKings. Um, Obviously, you could use some of this information to FanDuel or do what you will with it. But yeah, here we go. So we got a three-game slate starting off with the Packers at the first place Detroit Lions. The injury report looks relatively clean for the Lions. I think Jonah Jackson, one of their guards, he's a pretty good run blocker, is the only guy that is on the wrong side of questionable, but still has not been ruled out as we were recording. The Packers, yeah, they are uh, they are quite banged up. Aaron Jones is going to be out. Dontavian Wicks likely out with a concussion. Emmanuel Wilson, he is one of the backup running backs. He is likely out. Uh, so it's pretty much A.J. Dillon, and I guess they'll probably activate Patrick Taylor on the tight end side. Luke Musgrave is probably not playing he was in the hospital with a ab injury and some internal bleeding i believe and then josiah deguara likely out as well so tucker craft 2500 is certainly going to be in play but let's talk about the total here all these games are uh, pretty high total so we should be you know in a decent fantasy environment in all these games obviously there's some big favorites i mean dallas is a 12 and a half point favorite so we got that but the total here in green bay is pretty much at 47 the spread is Detroit minus seven and the hook, so seven and a half point home favorite there. Overall, you know, Detroit's going to run mainly zone. They will run a little bit of man, but against that zone coverage, they pretty much mix it up cover two, cover three, cover four. That will be advantage in terms of targets per routes ran for Romeo Dobbs and Luke Musgrave. And against the man coverage that they show rarely, but they will show it, is uh, advantage Christian Watson and Jaden Reed, who is coming on like crazy. But yeah, crafts of value. We talked about that. And really the only like wide receiver cornerback matchup, they're going to mix it up too. It's not like these guys shadow or do anything like that. But Christian Watson has like half a foot on Cam Sutton on the outside and every one of these uh, cornerbacks for Detroit. But I really like the matchup for Jaden Reed again on the inside against Brian Branch. They've been decent to slot receivers for the most part, but you know, I don't know. Jaden Reed's really coming on, gets those jet sweeps too. So pretty cheap. Let's look at ownership here. Uh, team total of 27 for Detroit, so very high. But looking at that game at the quarterback position, Jared Goff right around 20%. Jordan Love sub 10%. I kind of like Jordan Love, but again, I've been playing trash quarterbacks all year long, and it's very rarely has it worked out for the big value splash that we're looking for there. But they don't have a running game. And watching the Lions-Bears game last week, I know Jordan Love is not Justin Fields, but they got to see some of the success that the Bears had there with the design QB runs, especially when you don't really have a running back other than A.J. Dillon, and he's, yikes, he's slow. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I would assume we get a little more love, pun intended, for Jordan Love in the running game. So I'm okay with that at 5,500 and no ownership, especially if it helps you get a great lineup around them. But still, if you miss quarterback, especially on a small three-game slate, good luck. Uh, Jared Goff, right around 20% ownership. I'm okay with that. Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, right around 25% each. I guess I would lean Gibbs, but, you know, I mean, you could play them both if you want to get crazy different. A.J. Dillon, 5,400, really not 
interested in that and Patrick Taylor probably not interested in that but if you need value I guess take a look at those guys on the wide receiver side I'm on Ross St. Brown it's going to be 40 50 percent owned I mean he's one of the safest plays in fantasy football this year and the Packers defense runs a lot of zone a ton of cover three which is advantage of Amon Ross St. Brown and surprisingly Jamison Williams he checks every single box for me this week for the most part and then uh, Packers will show a little bit of cover one man that's advantage Sam Laporta and Jamison Williams and then against the Packers they do blitz a lot that is advantage Amon Ross St. Brown the check down game to Gibbs and then Jamison Williams so Jamison Williams checking a lot of boxes is going to be probably one of the popular punt plays especially you know when we see the big playability that he has he's not going to get it done with volume but he can get it done through the air and the big passes I did move on his over at 21 and a half I think that's on the rise but if you could still find a 21 and a half out there I'm okay with that especially with a guy like JMO who can get it done in one play seeing his ownership right around 10 percent I would assume that goes a little higher in single entry contests Jaden Reed right around 12 to 15. I think that's about fair. Christian Watson 10 to, I think it's single entry. He'll be closer to 20 just because Christian Watson still, people just love this guy. He's having a terrible year for your fantasy team. Was way overdrafted, but he does have big playability and he literally has six inches on every single corner out there. And Romeo Dobbs right around 10 to 15% range. So not really interested in a dart throw of Josh Reynolds. You can maybe do that in, you know, 150 max or whatever, but not for me. Uh, Sam Laporta, right around 30% owned. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm not really a huge Laporta guy, but this, against the man coverage, they go to him. He beats up on linebackers and smaller safeties, so cool with that. But yeah, uh, Tucker Craft is likely going to be the main route runner for the Packers, the rookie there. 2,500 is just hard to ignore that, so I'm cool with that. Definitely like Detroit's defense as well. Moving on to Washington and Dallas. Washington, it sounds like uh, Rico Dowdle is highly questionable with an ankle injury, and they did give a very light workload to Tony Pollard last week. So I do look at that on short rest going into the Thursday game. So it should be a massive workload for Pollard. We have a total of 48.5 here. And like I said, Cowboys are a 12.5 point home favorite. So definitely a script that could run away from the Washington Commanders who just got their ass kicked to the New York Giants. Good luck. I mean, that's rough. Um, and then safety, J. Ron Curse is highly questionable. So I'm okay with uh, some pass catchers here. We'll talk about that in a minute. And then on the Washington side, sounds like Emmanuel Forbes, which we'd probably prefer he plays at this point, but is highly questionable as well. Looking at ownership here, Dak's going to be probably the chalk of the chalk. Let me sort by all quarterbacks in all these games. Yeah, Dak's right around 30%. I mean, that's fair. His props are through the roof. A passing prop at 276 yards. I don't know if I agree with that. I think this is more of a run script for him, especially as a huge home favorite. Um, no interest in Sam Howell. I'm not paying 6200 for him. I know he gets it done with volume, but I'm out. Uh, Tony Pollard, 6700 is going to be a lock play for me, with or without the injury issues of Dowdle. It sounds like Dowdle actually got a good practice in today, so he's probably good to go. Antonio Gibson, maybe a potential reason he did not play last week is they probably thought that they could beat the New York Giants just with Brian Robinson and Chris Rodriguez, get Gibson healthy healthy for this game and the check down game as their massive dogs. So Gibson certainly in a decent game script for a guy with his type of role and 4,500. Good savings there. Uh, wide receiver side, CeeDee Lamb is just a man on fire right now. Uh, if this game gets away from them, I still think CeeDee Lamb has a big day. And if somehow this game's close, it is a division game. Ron Rivera's going to have the boys prepared for whatever boys that they have left. Um, but still, CeeDee should be pretty active there. 5,400, Terry McLaurin going to be right around 30% 30, 30 owned. I'm okay with it. 
And then you're throwing darts with Brandon Cooks. He's going to be 20% owned. I did like Cooks going into this week. If he's going to be north of 20% owned, I'm out. I'd rather just find a different value or find a different type of build if everybody's going to double stack. Probably triple stack. They'll go Dak, Pollard, CD, and Brandon Cooks for the value there. I'm probably out on Brandon Cooks. But looking at the defensive matchups here, Washington's going to run a good bit of cover one. They use a lot of man coverage, surprisingly, too, especially with their personnel. That's advantage C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup uh, against the cover two. Washington will run as well. Advantage C.D. Lamb and Ferguson. Then against the cover three, cover four, they'll show both those zones there. That is advantage Tony Pollard in the checkdown game and Michael Gallup. And then against Washington, they blitz a lot, advantage C.D. Lamb. So C.D. checks a lot of boxes, just like Amon Ross St. Brown did. Pretty much anybody in the NFL with a 30% target share is going to check every single box against every single coverage. So they're studs, um, all for that. And then J. Ron Curse, I believe he is a pretty good cover safety. I guess not a world beater by any means, but should open things up in a good game script for a guy like Logan Thomas at 3,500. Player props have him at four receptions. That's good on any week, especially a short week for a tight end, especially when you're priced at 3500 So I'm cool with that. Ferguson, 3900 He's just so touchdown reliant. He probably gets his touchdown, but we saw Luke Schoonmaker get there too. I'm probably going to be out on Ferguson if he's going to be 30% owned, which I'm seeing. So everybody's stacking Dallas, which again, highest implied team total, 30.5 points to Washington's 18. Makes a lot of sense, but I do give a good honorable mention to Logan Thomas here if you need the savings. And then there's no better defense than the Cowboys in the NFL right now, and especially on this slate. We'll move on to the last game, San Francisco at Seattle. Uh, San Fran is a seven-point road favorite. We got a total of 44. So the lowest total here, um, a lot of people banged up. Um, Seattle, obviously, Kenneth Walker is very likely to miss this game for the 49ers. Their safety, Hufanga, towards ACL. That sucks. He's a really good player. I think he's all-pro or multiple-time all-pro um, on the passing side of things here, the quarterbacks, Brock Purdy, right around 21, 22% owned. I do like Seattle's defense a little bit as a punt play, but um, I don't know. San Francisco's offense is just so, so efficient, especially when they're all healthy. Geno Smith, 5,600, going to be right around 10%. So I'm, I'm sure he'll fall lower than that. No one's going to play him. Christian McCaffrey, what do you want me to say about him? He's going to be 50% owned. Dude had 28 touches, I think, just three and a half days ago. So I don't know, maybe something to look at there. Zach Charbonnet is probably not going to leave the field with Kenneth Walker being out. Maybe we see a little bit of check down game to DJ Dallas. Zach Charbonnet, 40% owned. I don't think I love this matchup. I know San Fran's run D in terms of DVOA has been getting worse each week, but I don't know. Seattle's run game does not impress me. And as much as I love Kenneth Walker in season long and stuff like that, like, I don't know. Charbonnet's good, but going to be very, very popular. He's a good value. Makes sense. On the wide receiver side of things, Brandon Ayuk is just lighting the world on fire. Doesn't even need volume to do it because he is a walking big play. And looking at the defenses here, Seattle's going to run a lot of cover three advantage Ayuk. They will run a little bit of cover four advantage Kittle and Ayuk, and then a decent bit of cover one man advantage Ayuk. So there you go. He's a stud. Fire him up if you could afford him. Um, on the Seattle side, Debo is going to be right around 20% owned. Good value for Debo. I would assume we get more carries out of Debo, especially if McCaffrey got all that work last week. And that was a pretty big game. Like they were playing for, you know, obviously they, I think Seattle was in first place last week. So San Fran's still playing to win. Everybody's playing to win here, which is good. It's the NFL. I mean, they should always be playing to win. JSN at 10%, not bad. 
Lockett at 15 to 20, and I got Metcalf over 30%. So Sam Fran will run a lot of cover one. That is advantage DK Metcalf, the guy who just gets targeted at an elite rate against man coverage, just like A.J. Brown. Against cover four, that'll be a little bit more advantage to Tyler Lockett. And then against cover three, Tyler Lockett. So Lockett is pretty much their zone guy. They'll certainly scheme some plays to JSN. Don't hate that price, 4,100 in low ownership there. Tight ends, Kittle's probably the best tight end on the board. 6K flat, 25% ownership projection now. I have nothing wrong to say about George Kittle. And then I love the 49ers defense at 3,600. But that is it. A nice 15-minute pod. I don't... That's that's nice. So I hope you enjoy it. It'll be a quick quick showdown there. And uh, three games late, but a lot of money to be made on Thanksgiving. I like these condensed slates. Usually turn out pretty good for me. Uh, I don't really necessarily know what my build's going to be. I think if I had to guess, I'm probably playing Tyler Craft for the value and probably fading Christian McCaffrey and Charbonnet at this time. But I don't know. I'll never advise anybody fading Christian McCaffrey. is the best play on the board damn near every single week. But good luck to everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you all for the support. And I will see you on Sunday at the live stream at Win Daily Sports.